From COK Studios in Carrie Johnson's Jacuzzi, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the battle over Confederate monuments in our discussion series, Consider All Sides. We'll also consider the life of legendary comedian Jerry Lewis, who passed away on Sunday. And we'll consider that I've made up my mind. I ain't wasting no more time. Here I go again. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from ZoomTripTravelBot.com, now offering discounted travel packages to Idaho. Idaho, we have a lot more to offer besides the totality of a solar eclipse. No, really, we do. ZoomTripTravelBot.com, tell them Peppo, the vacationing dwarf, sent you. And the Billy Ray Cyrus Foundation providing education and support to individuals living with achy, breaky heart and funding research toward a cure since 1992. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. As President Trump doubled down on his defense of Confederate statues and monuments last week, he continued to offend Americans that see the monuments not as historical markers, but as symbols of hate and racism. More than 30 cities have either removed or are removing Confederate monuments, according to a list compiled by the New York Times. And the president said last Thursday that in the process, the history and culture of the country was being ripped apart. There are those, like the Sons of Confederate Veterans, that argue for retaining the statues as part of our nation's history, even as they condemn the violence and bigotry that occurred in Charlottesville. Joining us to debate this issue as part of our ongoing discussion series, Consider All Sides, are Confederate historian Benjamin Johnston Longstreet III and Jordan Grant from UC Berkeley. Glad to have you both with us. Thank you. My pleasure, little lady. Mr. Longstreet, I'd like to begin with you. Now, you are a descendant of Confederate soldiers. Indeed I am. My family is steeped in the Confederacy like delicious sweet tea. My ancestors were at all the critical battles, and I'm very proud of my southern heritage. That's why I sound like Foghorn Leghorn. I can hear that. The South is full of proud traditions, and as a southerner, I try to uphold them as much as I can in my daily life. Does that extend to Confederate monuments? That's a thorny issue, little lady. For some people, anyone with a brain in their head knows exactly what needs to be done with these Confederate monuments. Uh, And that is? They have to go. All of them. Really? Oh, yes. Hold on, hold on. Let's not be too hasty to rip down our history. Those are beautiful monuments that have important significance. Professor Grant, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Oh, no. I'm not a professor. I'm still a student. You're just a student? Yeah. Are you one of those alt-right boys with the pleated khakis and the tiki torches? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was at the march, but I'm not a racist. I, I want to make that very clear. I just don't think you understand the importance of what those monuments represent. I most certainly do. I'm quite sure you don't. While I'm very proud of my southern heritage, the majority of Confederate monuments were put up in the early 1900s, when states were enacting Jim Crow laws to disenfranchise black Americans, and in the 1950s and 60s as the civil rights movement pushed back against segregation. That's an alt-left generalization. Jordan, I think you should stop talking now. What about considering all sides? Yeah, I don't want to do that. As I was saying... These monuments were put up not really to commemorate the Confederacy, but to extend the systemic racism that has tarnished the South from its inception. I am proud of the South, but not the racism and bigotry associated with Confederate monuments. It is a shameful history that we need to divorce ourselves from. 
At the same time, we have a lot to be proud of. Fried chicken, sweet tea, peach pie, collard greens, hush puppies, biscuits and gravy, grits, mint juleps, Coca-Cola, shrimp po'boys, gumbo, jambalaya, oysters, crawfish, and wee sausage. That's just a bunch of food. Indeed. Are there any other traditions in the South to be proud of? Not really. That's pretty much it. The South. Come for the food, stay for the food. And try not to get bogged down too much by our dark history of slavery and segregation. I like fried shrimp. Shut up, Jordan. That was Consider All Sides with Benjamin Johnston Longstreet III and Jordan Grant. I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Legendary comedian and filmmaker Jerry Lewis, who was adored by many, disdained by others, but unquestionably a defining figure of American entertainment, died on Sunday morning at his home in Las Vegas. He was 91. Lewis was a frantic funny man known for his work teaming with Dean Martin, his successful solo career, and spokesman for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. I spoke with Lewis's son Anthony and his granddaughter Mary Lewis about his legacy. Thank you both for speaking with us today. I'm sure this is a difficult time for your family. Mm, we're very happy to be with you. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome, Mr. Radio Type Person. <laughs> now, what would you say is your father's lasting impact? Is it his comedy or his charity work? <laughs> it's both. <laughs> he was so famous with the comedy and the laughter and the doing the jokes for the people. <laughs> he loved being in front of a crowd. No, I loved hearing his jokes and funny voices. He made me laugh so hard I almost pulled my glavin! Now, the funny voices were a trademark of his. Is that why you're both doing that voice in this interview? As a tribute to him? Well, that... (coughs) This is just how we talk. Yeah, and I was serious. I have a very sensitive glavin! If I'm not careful, my glavin can become inflamed! Then I have to visit the doctor or some nutty professor science type person. I'm so sorry. I just thought you were trying to do that funny voice like Jerry Lewis was known for. That was just his voice. He had to go to years of therapy to fix it. It's the curse of the Lewis family. We all sound like this. Some people have told me I have a very sexy voice. (laughs) What do you think? Sure. Uh, now, what made Jerry Lewis great, in your opinion? Oh, he was a great philanthropist and humanitarian, with the telephones and the fundraising and the singing and the dancing. <laughs> he really did a lot for people with muscular dystrophy. People always talk about his temper, but he was very warm and kind to his family. He was there every time I had trouble with my glavin, especially when they had to shave it. <laughs> I forgot when they were shaving your glavin. That was a shame. Oh, I hated the shame of having a shaven glavin! Now, we're about out of time, but what word would you use to describe Jerry Lewis? Entertainer. Glavin! Well, thank you both so much for sharing these fabulous memories of a great man, Jerry Lewis. That was my interview with Anthony and Mary Lewis. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because we all need to celebrate the wins in this world, no matter how small. Nice work, Scott Whitaker of Cranston, Rhode Island, for not ruining this week's episode of Game of Thrones for his girlfriend, Peg. Peg was already upset about her late-night shift at anthropology, and she would have really come unglued if Scott had told her how the Night King was dragging the- Whoa, 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 whoa! 
I haven't seen it yet. Oh, sorry. Well done, Scott, on this very big little win. Congratulations to Cortland Granger of Spanish Fork, Utah, who was pleasantly surprised that she didn't have to pick up her husband's towel off the bedroom floor this morning, despite it being a daily occurrence for the last 14 years of their marriage. Will it happen again tomorrow? Probably not. So take the big little win where you can, Cortland. If you or someone you know has a big little win, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news at Consider Our Know on Twitter. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. If you'd like to donate to Consider Our Knowledge, go to our homepage and click the Support COK button. For a donation of $10 a month, you can get a nice COK tote bag. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. From COK Studios in Carrie Johnson, I can't say the word Johnson.